Hi, welcome to the podcast. In the intro episode, I shared a little about my church past. I was reared in the church, and I don't ever recall a time when I did not believe the Bible to be completely true. I trust it implicitly. I've read the Bible through multiple times, and yet I see now that there are some things in there that I apparently just glossed over without giving them much thought. I don't know if I was taught to ignore these verses or if I just did it on my own because I couldn't explain them. Either way, over the past several years, I've been facing these passages and studying them out. Like so much of the Bible and why this podcast has the name it does, the answers are pretty uh, straightforward if you take the scriptures for what they say to whom they say. You may be where I was for decades. If you had asked me if I believed every word of God to be true, I would have emphatically answered, absolutely, and I still do, and yet I did not treat every word as truth. That's what I've been working on for years now, unraveling those errors I was taught and learning to believe the Bible for what it says. And today we're going to look at some of those verses. In episode two, we discussed Jesus's genealogy in Matthew 1, which is a genealogy of Israel's kings, showing that Jesus of Nazareth was the rightful heir to David's throne in Jerusalem. This was proof that Jesus fit this requirement for the coming Messiah. During his ministry, Jesus traveled throughout Israel. Matthew 9.35 tells us, And Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom. We've talked about the kingdom in length in previous episodes, so start back in episode 2 for more on that. Matthew 10.5 says about the twelve apostles, These twelve Jesus sent forth and commanded them, saying, Go not into the way of the Gentiles, and into any city of the Samaritans enter ye not, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And as you go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. In Matthew 15, we see a Canaanite woman, a Gentile, plead for healing from Jesus for her daughter, who was grievously vexed with the devil, verse 22 tells us. Jesus actually ignored her and said in verse 24, I am not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But this mom was persistent. She stayed She worshipped him, and she asked him for help. What was his response? He called this Gentile woman a dog. She did everything right, right? She had great faith in him. She worshipped him. She asked for what she wanted. But his answer to her was, quote, It is not meat or good to take the children's bread and to cast it to dogs. End quote. In the end, Jesus had compassion on her and healed her daughter, but what was all that about? These passages left me with questions. Jesus plainly told the twelve not to go to the Gentiles and only go to Israel. Why not go to the Gentiles? The Gentiles needed him too. Let's see if we can find some answers. Jeremiah 50 verse 6 identifies who the lost sheep were and where they were. God spoke this through Jeremiah the prophet to Judah, Israel's southern kingdom, to where Jesus later came. My people have been lost sheep. Their shepherds have caused them to go astray. They have turned them away on the mountains. They have gone from mountain to hill. They have forgotten their resting place. 
These lost sheep are God's people in Judah, the Jews. In Isaiah 45, 4, God calls Israel his elect. Throughout the Bible, we see them described as his chosen people, elected by God to be set apart from everyone else. How were they set apart? Paul tells us in Romans 3, 1 through 2, What advantage then hath the Jew? Or what profit is there of circumcision? Much every way. He goes on in Romans 9, 3 through 5. My kinsmen, according to the flesh, who are Israelites, to whom pertaineth the adoption and the glory and the covenants and the giving of the law and the service of God and the promises, whose are the fathers and of whom concerning the flesh Christ came. Romans 11.28 says regarding their election by God, they are beloved for the Father's sakes. Jesus said in John 4.4, 4, that salvation is of the Jews. Salvation belonged to the Jews. And Romans 15, 8 clearly says, Jesus Christ was a minister of the circumcision for the truth of God to confirm the promises made unto the fathers. Why did Jesus tell the twelve then to go only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel? Because he was their Messiah. It was their decision to make to receive him as Messiah or not. This was not a decision for the Gentiles. The Hebrew people had been given the adoption by God, his glory, his covenants and promises, his oracles, his law. They had the fathers of the faith. The salvation of the world would be through them. And Jesus Christ was their minister, confirming the promises that God had made to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He had come to fulfill them. As Peter said in Acts 5.31, Him hath God exalted with his right hand to be a prince and a savior, for to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. But what about that exchange with a Canaanite woman? Jesus said that the bread was for the Jews, not the Gentiles. What was this bread? Matthew 26, 26 says, And as they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it and break it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. Jesus Christ himself was the bread, and he had come to be Israel's Messiah. Recall from previous episodes that John the Baptist and Jesus had told the Jews that their kingdom was at hand. It was near, but it wasn't there yet. If they had received Jesus as Messiah, their kingdom would materialize, but they didn't, and so it did not. Last time we discussed the passage starting in Luke 19.41, where Jesus was weeping over Jerusalem as he entered the city because they didn't recognize the time of their visitation, that their Messiah had arrived and could be installed as their long-awaited-for king, if they had believed on him as Messiah. But as a people, they did not. The leaders rejected their Messiah. Instead of taking David's throne in Jerusalem and ushering in his messianic reign on earth, we read that Jesus now sits at the right hand of the Father at his Father's throne, God's throne, awaiting his messianic throne. Here are just some Bible verses that tell us where Jesus is now. Hebrews 8.1, Hebrews 12.2, 
Colossians 3.1, and so many more. You can search the phrase right hand if you want to study up that out more. I am so glad the Bible tells us the rest of the story, that Jesus will one day take his rightful throne, David's throne, in Jerusalem, and rule the earth when he comes back the next time. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time.